Arranger, pianist, music director, conductor, Randy Waldman has worked in each of these capacities across musical genres, in film, television, and touring, with acts as varied as George Benson and Barbara Streisand, the latter for whom he acted as musical director for the last 32 years. A chance conversation with Adam West, the original TV Batman, inspired Randy to create his latest project, Superheroes, a CD celebrating his favorite superhero themes with his favorite jazz musicians. In Randy's words, his jazz superheroes. The project took years to complete, but was a joy throughout for all involved. I met up with Randy to talk about it all in Santa Monica, California. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Randy has a wonderful video of his superheroes project, which is swinging and hilarious. I asked him to describe how he put the film and recording together. When I decided to do a record with the theme of superheroes, I wanted to have my superhero idols, all my favorite players. And I didn't know how long it would take because trying to get all these great players, you know, could take years, which it did. But I, I had no deadline. And I made a list of all the players that I wanted to play. And I just, you know, I just did the arrangements with a friend of mine, Justin Wilson. And once we had the arrangements and I realized there was something really special there, I just started calling people trying to connect with people, trying to get, do whatever I could to get these great, great, all my music idols to play on this record. And when you were arranging, were you thinking, I want Till Bruner on this one, no. so I'm going to arrange? Talk about that, because I think for our listeners, that would be very interesting to hear how an arranger is thinking, especially when you have a concept. At that point, just trying to come up with something unique and fun and something that made me smile. Uh, what happened to it or what direction it would go in or who would solo on it wasn't anything that I was thinking about at the time. Oh, so that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you knew the, the song, you made the arrangement and then thought about well, who I, would work in this? I had to narrow down which superhero themes I wanted to do. Right. So I started by looking at every possible superhero cartoon, movie, television show, and I got a huge list. And I listened to every one and I picked the ones I thought would be the most fun to rearrange and to do something to, to you know twist around and do something unique with and I actually got a, an email today from a DJ in New York saying how disappointed she was that I didn't use Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> I mean I had there was like a choice of 50 different themes you can't you can well see this is perfect because in certain circles I am called Wonder Woman. Oh. So you are with Wonder Woman now. Now, this started with Lee Musiker, whom you probably know. Oh, so he's Pansy. not Wonder Woman. He's not Wonder okay. Woman. No, I th he calls me Wonder Woman, but I've always suspected that's because he just wants to see me in the outfit. <laughs> but that is, so we are really that's kind of funny. a meeting of superheroes right Good. here. I, I because love it. you also fly airplanes and helicopters and all of these things. So... That when the person hears this, whoever said that, wrote to you, when they hear this, they're going to be satisfied that Wonder Woman did come into the project. Oh, she was under heavy consideration.
There was a time when there were fantastic, what I consider jazz arrangements mm -hmm. of TV shows. There were great ones, famous ones, mm -hmm. like the, well, famous to us, like the Jetsons and the right. Flintstones thing. The Jetsons Absolutely. was really hip. Absolutely. And this harkens back to that because, at least for me, it's a reminder that these are great songs that can be done with this kind of treatment, mm -hmm. which was very exciting for me as a jazz fan and a jazz musician. Speak to that a little bit. I think all the TV shows relied upon a great theme. And many of the TV shows not only had great music and a great theme, but they had vocals telling the story about what the show was about. Like Gilligan's Island, the entire story was told in, you know, in the lyrics. And we've gotten away from that over the years to where it's just, a, like for instance, Seinfeld, it was just a sample of a bass. And the, the vocals and the, the story part of these intros and these, these themes sort of has gone away mm. and it's more synthesized and more loops. So I really miss those fun, interesting themes that, you know, the older shows used to have. Well, I miss it too. And also in movies, because you try to imagine the Godfather without Nino Rota right. or uh, Mission Impossible without mm -hmm. just that, that initial theme is what really sets you off. Absolutely. You immediately are in that mood. Exactly. And they just don't do that much in movies anymore, or TV, obviously. Right. Yeah, this was great. One of my favorites was uh, Spider-Man, because I think of Spider-Man as, as really hip somehow, you know, with that, <laughs> that he gets, the, he's, he's, you know, with his webs going out and his whole uh, agility and everything, mm -hmm. and then you having this arrangement and having take six and all of it. Talk about that. A, a lot of the artists that I had join in were just sort of a, a fluke because I, I knew there were certain people I was specifically trying to get and other ones that I sort of ran across thinking, oh my God, it would be so cool you know, if this person could join or these, these guys could join. And I was playing at an event with just piano and take six doing one song. Oh, wow. And it was actually a tribute to Henry Mancini and we, we did the Pink Panther and I think they sang one by themselves. So I started telling them about my project and my idea. And I don't know if I asked, would they consider working on it? Or if they said, can we sing on it? But just right there and then, they committed to working on the record. I, I just couldn't believe it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man,
My guest, arranger pianist Randy Waldman, and take six on the Spider-Man theme from Randy's CD celebrating superhero themes called, not surprisingly, Superheroes. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Talk about how you did put it together, because the big band is in one room mm-hmm. as you're doing this, but I assume every, you had so many guests on this that they had to be recording it at a different time, or tell me how that okay. all worked out. The big band was an afterthought. Oh. It started out as a trio. Really? The whole record was recorded as a trio. Oh. And because it took me so long to get all these different guest artists... I would just kept listening to the songs and thinking, what can I do with this and who should play on this? And I had time. And when the Batman thing played, I thought, the original had horns. I've got to add horns. So I decided, why not? So I wrote an arrangement for a big band for Batman. And I thought, well, I can't just have one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did an arrangement for Mighty Mouse. I didn't record anything. I just sat and I was just working on the arrangements and they were just there, ready to go. So... I didn't have any deadline of when I was going to record them. And then I wrote a uh, big band for a third song, and it was all an afterthought. And Just, did you wind up recording everything over again then? Oh, no. This was you all added. Big, you added the big band added around to the trio. what you'd already done with the trio. That's right. Oh, that's fascinating. And in the videos that I did, you see a live big band, but this, this was all done separately with different people, different, different rooms, different countries. It was all done separately added after the fact i figured it had to be but Mm -hmm. it's great the way you put it together in the video too because even showing who's featured you did like a cartoon when it flashes out and ta-da there he is there's went marcellus there's whoever it is right and it's great fun and i think with the big band at least for me and that's my own prejudice because of loving big bands but it really brought it seemed more superhero like to have the big band because you can have those splashes it's exciting. and those things. Yeah, it is exciting. It really is. So I will ask you two drummers. That mm-hmm. is very unusual for it our is. listeners who don't know that. Talk about that choice, why, how you made it work, how they made it work. Well, that went back to the theme, which was superheroes. And I thought to myself, who are my superhero drummers, you know? And I thought of two legendary drummers, Vinnie Caliuta, who's played on all my records. This is the fourth record I've done. And he's unique and exciting and special. And another drummer that everybody you know, knows of and who's done unbelievable work was Steve Gadd. And I thought, why don't I get both these guys in the same room playing together at the same time? And once I had the idea, I was determined to make it happen. But Steve lives in another city, you know, another state, Vinny's always on tour. Steve's always on tour. So it probably was a good five to six months before I can actually make it happen.
Ranger Randy Waldman from his CD, Superheroes. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm fascinated with how people were all so different in what we tie into or key into when we're first inspired mm -hmm. to play music or we're drawn to it. And you and I share a lot of things in common. You mentioned to me when we were off mic that you were listening to Dixieland when the Beatles came in and it was an entirely different thing, which to me, I had a similar mm -hmm. experience. But talk about the first thing that, that you remember really hooking you in. It was Louis Armstrong. And I just remember the, the feeling when he played or when he sang, every note was put in a, a place that other people didn't, didn't place them. The way he laid back on, on the lines and the the little trills and ornaments that he would add, it was like nobody else. And a combination of the way he did that, and in Dixieland you've got everybody improvising, the clarinet, and the trombone, and the trumpet, playing around and feeding off of each other, that just, it got me hooked. I just loved it. You know, the early Dixieland, it's, it's said that Louis Armstrong was one of the first people to actually completely go off the melody and improvise. And there's a story that his music fell off the stand and he had to do it. I don't know if that's true. But the notes that were used in Dixieland to improvise were off the basic, you know, very simple harmonies, the first, the third, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh of the chord. And they didn't really stray too, too much past that. And it wasn't until bebop came later with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, they started adding upper partials and flat ninths and, you know, plus fives. And the progression that music took and improvisation took, I sort of followed it the same way. At first, I didn't understand the more advanced improvisation, and then I started to appreciate it. And then later on, McCoy Tyner and Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock started getting into more chordal harmony based off of fourths, and that was a whole new sound. And eventually I learned to really appreciate that and love that as much. So you were going through, you were progressing the same way jazz did, except mm -hmm. in a telescoped Yeah, just sort of time in frame. a compressed way. Yeah. So if I was 200 years old, I would have followed the music and appreciated it the same way I did only being 190. 
<laughs> oh, my gosh. It didn't say that on Wikipedia. You're 109. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. That is that Hollywood thing. You've had work. <laughs> I can tell you've had work. It's funny. Give me a kiss to build a dream on In my imagination We'll drive upon that kiss mm, Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss to build a dream on mm. Give me a kiss before you leave me In my imagination Will feed my hungry heart mm, Leave me one thing before we part a kiss to build a dream on When I'm alone With my fancies I'll be with you Weaving romances Making believe they're true Oh, give me your lips for just a moment And my imagination Will make that moment live mm, Give me what you alone can give A kiss to build a dream on fellow Clifford Brown fan. Mm-hmm. Talk about Brownie. Well, because I played the trumpet all through junior high school and high school, uh, a friend of mine in high school said, you've got to hear this guy. And I heard one solo, and I said, I've got to write that out. I've got to learn that. So I started transcribing Clifford Brown solos. And the notes that he played were so melodic, and every note was perfect and creative, and he was a huge influence on me. And how did you get into playing trumpet? Because you were playing piano since the time you were My five. My grandfather was a musician in his orphanage that he grew up in. Wow. And he had an opportunity to work with Benny Goodman. Um, he played trombone and tuba. So he bought me a cornet, an old cornet from a pawn shop. And he taught, taught me the fingering and taught me how to, how to make a sound. And from that point on, I played the trumpet along with piano, you know, till this day. And it makes you think very differently, doesn't it? Because you're just you're playing just one different instrument. Yeah, it's just yeah, one it's note. Very... You, you've got to make that note count.
Clifford Brown on his composition, Joy Spring. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons and from East Hampton Indoor Tennis, eight indoor and 20 outdoor courts in a quiet, beautiful park-like setting. Visit ehit.ws for more information. Additional support is provided by jazzonthetube.com, the largest annotated collection of classic jazz videos online from early jazz greats like Louis Armstrong to Thelonious Monk and other bebop masters. The collection also includes an extensive library of Afro-Cuban jazz. All are available with a free subscription at jazzonthetube.com. For a schedule of upcoming jazz-inspired programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to podcasts of Jazz Inspired on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. I'm talking with a ranger pianist, Randy Waldman. I didn't have many records growing up. I had some Dixieland records. I had some Spike Jones records, <laughs> which I loved. Of course. Now, people laugh about, talk about for our younger listeners who mm-hmm. might not know who Spike Jones is, because talk about an arranger, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the those hilarious. I think I could identify more with him than any other musician. 
Talk about that. That's interesting. Well, I love Dixieland. Yeah. The musicians in his band were the, the best you can get. They were fantastic. But then interspersed with this amazing music, much of it was Dixieland, was just crazy stuff of gunshots and cowbells and <laughs> washboards and people sneezing and anything, you know. And to me, that was perfect. That was this perfect combination of fun and music and this and, explains a lot to me about this superman <laughs> cd this is maybe, coming yeah. back no i can mm -hmm. really because there's so much humor in this for me mm -hmm. and a lot of musicians are shy i think personalities and so they're not big talkers some of them right their personality comes out in their music in their music but most of them that I've met of the great improvisers I know mm -hmm. are very funny mm -hmm. in a sneaky way, even if they're not really out there. There right. will be just the aside or the pun or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people know that, especially with jazz, which is another reason I loved this CD, because jazz can get a bad rap and people can be intimidated by it. And right. some musicians, can they cause it. They're very snobby about it. We're smarter than you. We're jazz musicians. Mm -hmm. And... That your this CD superheroes completely flies in the face of that, and you talking about Spike Jones, who certainly there was a guy with a sense of humor. Yeah, and I don't know where those records came from or how I got them, but I had them, so that was that was a big influence. <laughs> Oh, 
That was leading to uh, the Oscar Peterson track. I I had maybe two or three Oscar Peterson cassettes. And again, when I heard Oscar play for the first time, I started transcribing all his solos. And If I Were a Bell was one of the uh, one of the songs on one of the cassettes that I had that I played over and over and over and over. And everything in that one track just, you know, it explains Oscar, the feel, the way he places the notes, the fast stuff that he does, the harmony, it's, it's all in there.
It's one of the things that they, I thought they got right in that movie, La La Land, mm -hmm. was the moment he's in the car and he's playing this, um, this CD over and over. He keeps going back to it, and mm -hmm. then there's another one with a record, and he keeps bringing it back. And it's something that we talk about a lot uh, as jazz musicians, this, this repeated listening. And I loved how you put it because it isn't just the notes. It's a very different thing to read sure. a transcription than to transcribe it yourself mm -hmm. and hear where they place the note within the time, within the beat. Well, if you're transcribing it yourself, you're learning how they interweave from one chord going into the next chord. Because if you just listen to it, you go, oh, that sounds great. But if you have to figure it out and write it down, you went, oh, that's, wh that's where they came up with that. And then it starts becoming part of your repertoire and your tools to use mm. without even thinking about it. It, it it's part of your you know your playing mm. after a while something that i've i've seen for myself if i do something where i'm doing a gershwin program or a fats wall program any of those kind of things in that same thing i'll think i start seeing how th that composer thought mm -hmm. because i'm with repeated songs right because of their style yes. of writing that was the first time that happened for me. That was a real epiphany. I mm -hmm. thought, oh, this is how they think. Right. And you're in their head. You actually see it, which you just can't get from just reading it. Right. Which I think is, is an important message now because so many things are available mm -hmm. in a good way, transcribed. Mm -hmm. But it still shouldn't preclude taking some time with the listening of it to get the real feel of it and... All of that. If you're a serious player, there's nothing better than, you know, picking something that you love and writing it out, learning it by ear, writing it out, learning how to play it, learning it in different keys. And then it just, it'll just resurface in the middle of a song or in the middle of a solo at some point, And you, you don't even know where it came from mm, at that point. Mm. I want to know how you get to all these interesting people and got them all involved in this project because... We were talking off mic how, how difficult it is with certain people of a certain level of fame mm -hmm. just to get to them. If you get to them, they're, they love being involved in these projects, but right. it's hard to get to them. Right. So talk about that. Cause, and the list of people you have on this CD is incredible. Talk about that. Well, some of the unlikely characters were the, the people who did the voiceovers on the Superman TV. Which thing. I loved. Right. And... The original TV series had that voice with the guy going, look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. And that was just a really cool part. And as a kid, you know, it gets you all excited. So I was doing a show. I was a tribute to Tony Bennett in Washington. And uh, Michael Buble and Josh Groban were both on the show. And I had worked with both of them when they got started and worked on the records. And so I, I knew them fairly well. And I went up to him. I said, I'm doing this record. I'm doing the theme to Superman would you mind doing one of the lines from that original TV th themes? And both of them said, fine. <laughs> and we literally, at one point, just ducked into a dressing room, held up my iPhone. You know, they did a line. And then the dressing room had somebody in it when, when I was talking to Michael Buble. So we said, come in here. And we went into the bathroom. And that's where he recorded his line. <laughs> into my iPhone. And I went, okay, well, we've, we've got... Faster than a locomotive, more powerful than a, you know, a, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. So there's more lines, I thought. 
let me see who else I can get. <laughs> so I had produced a Christmas record with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John a couple years earlier. So I sent both of them a text saying, would you mind doing a line? Within days, they both said yes and sent me something immediately. Um, then I was, I was working on a Barbara Streisand record, and her husband is James Brolin, who's a great actor. And we started talking. I told him about the project. I said, would you mind saying a line? He goes, you mean I get a job out of this today? That would be great. <laughs> and he said, fine. Uh... And uh, Jeff Goldblum I'd met numerous times, um, different concerts I did, and asked him, and he said, absolutely. No. So, and, that, and everybody did it on their phones, either in person or they did it on their phone and sent it to me. Well, and I, it's such a fun project, and I think probably, I don't know, but I think that that huge celebrities must be unhappy that they're cut out of so much stuff like this because people like you and I can't get to them to say you want to be involved in a project or something. You know, they're surrounded by so many gatekeepers. I'm sure they miss out on a lot of good stuff. Yeah, that would be fun that they would say yes, mm-hmm. if they had, at which they obviously did. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. My guest, arranger pianist Randy Waldman, from his CD, Superheroes. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. 
Randy has been Barbara Streisand's music director for over 30 years and has worked with many other celebrities, but even he often has trouble getting through the firewall that surrounds these people. Randy and I agreed that if you can make it through, very often the star you're after jumps at the chance to do your project. The Wynton Marsalis, it's, it's kind of a funny story, because we met, it was at Bill Clinton's birthday, and Barbara Streisand was singing a few songs, and Wynton Marsalis was playing a few songs. So we were both backstage, and I thought, okay, he's, you know, one of the greats. But it didn't hurt to tell him about my project. And I told him, I said, would you mind playing a solo? He said, I'd love to. And I was thrilled. He gave me his number. And it took something like at least five months to get through. I never did get through to him again. I had, I had to go through his people and his handlers and their people. Even calling that number? Never got a response. But he said, sure, I'd love to play. It sounds like a fun thing. And I finally got one of his you know, I don't know, managers or assistants to say, Winton heard the song. He loved it. He'd be happy to play on it. Let's book a studio in New York and he'll come in and do it. Well, I'm in LA. So I arranged it. I booked the studio, hired an engineer, picked the time. And at that time I called the studio to talk to Winton and tell him the section he was, should play on and, you know, explain it to him. And they said, Oh, he was here. He just played and he left. So I never spoke to him again from the first day that we met (laughs) and he played a wonderful solo and it was very generous and I'm so happy he did but it was to this day I've not even been able to say thank you to him
You're about to go fly off somewhere, literally fly off. You're going to do something today. I think this is very exciting. So talk about this. Well, I'm going to give a helicopter lesson today. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And you're giving... Well, talk about how you got into that, because that's another story of inspiration. I think it's it's really interesting. Well, when I was young, all I knew about and all I cared about was the piano. I didn't play baseball with the other kids. To this day, I don't know the rules to baseball. I didn't do anything the other kids did. The piano was my security blanket, and I just sat there and played all day before school, when I was home for lunch, after school, till I went to bed every day. So I didn't know anything about anything except music. And one day, I was riding my bike by a a radio-controlled airfield, and I started watching these guys do amazing aerobatics with radio-controlled helicopters and airplanes. We started talking, and I decided to take real airplane lessons, and I got hooked. And I bought an airplane, and then I went for a helicopter ride, and I got hooked, and I bought a helicopter. And I think part of what I liked so much about it was it was such a diversion and so different from music, it was it opened up this whole horizon that, you know, there's people out there that know the difference between north and east and south and west. That didn't mean anything to me. Um, to learn how to navigate, to learn how to communicate to air traffic controllers, uh, to do emergency procedures, this was so different than sitting at the piano, I just got hooked. And I'm sure it changed your music in a way. Because it brought back a different mindset. I never thought about it, um, but I love doing both. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But just getting out of yeah. one thing, I think, always brings something different mm-hmm. back to to it when you now are bringing that different experience. That's fascinating. The, the biggest difference is if you make a mistake when you're playing the piano, you can say, I'm sorry, or you can do an overdub or punch in. If you make a mistake when you're doing an emergency procedure in an aircraft, you don't get to overdub. <laughs> so there's Good a point. correlation where you have to be kind of cool and calm and really know what you're doing mm. and think on your feet. Right. Which is what improvisation is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're fabulous. I love this. Randy Waldman, Superheroes. Very exciting. Thank you for taking the time to do this. My pleasure. Finding your way to Rustic Canyon. I, I appreciate know. it. It took a week to get here. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication. Thank you, Randy. My pleasure. You've been listening to my conversation with Randy Waldman. I hope you join me here next time when I talk with another celebrated creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineers are J.D. Allen and Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired from iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD Trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners and from Steinway & Sons and from Sag Harbor Florist. Visit sagharborflorist.net. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stride Queen. 
Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. Jazz Inspired is also sponsored in part by Page at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Page at 63 Main at opentable.com. And special thanks to Henry and Gilda Block and to the Ken Colker Foundation. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com.